Welcome to Prayer and Practice, musicians releasing musical gifts into the church. This podcast is meant to help those who serve in the worship ministry of their churches. And now your host, Kyle Lanier. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Prayer and Practice. My name is Cal Lanier, and I am your host as we uh, talk about all things worship and go on this really amazing journey to find out more about God and worship. So last time, uh, we, we've been talking out of Galatians 5, 22 and 23 about the fruits of the Spirit. We focused our last episode talking about love. Uh, the first fruit, we, we define what love is and what it is not. And so today we're going to talk about the second of the fruits of the Spirit, and that is joy. And, and we're just going to kind of go through sort of the same, uh, the same way. We're going to talk about what joy is, share some context about joy in the New Testament, uh, how joy works in our lives. So let's go ahead and start right with Galatians 5, 22 and 23. And here's what it says. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things, there is no law. Let's get started. So as, we, as we're talking about these words, we are going to define joy in the context of its original Greek because we know that the, the New Testament was written in, in Greek originally. And so the Greek word for joy here is shara. Uh, and that means uh, cheerfulness, calm delight, or gladness. When we're talking about the English word joy from Webster's, a uh, couple of different uh, 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 definitions of it come about. Uh, first one is an emotion evoked by well-being, success, or good fortune, or by the prospect of possessing what one desires. Okay, uh, It's a state of happiness or felicity or bliss uh, or source or cause of delight. So what's also interesting to note about the word joy is that in the context of this passage and the Webster's definition, it is described as a noun, okay? So, uh, you know, a noun is a person, place, or thing, all right? Um, and, and a noun serves as the subject of a verb, okay? And I'm, I'm just going to kind of let you chew on that one a little bit. We're going to talk about that more in just a bit, Um but first, let's, let's read from Luke 15, verses 7 and 10. And here's what verse 7 says. It says, I tell you that in the same way, there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 righteous persons who need no repentance. And I'm going to jump down to verse 10. In the same way, I tell you, there is joy in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner who Repents, and so this this is this is Jesus talking, uh, you know, uh, about the lost sheep. That's the passage where we're reading from, and and he's he's sharing with us the response from heaven over someone coming to salvation and repenting of their sin, and and there's there's emotion that is evoked when this happens. Okay, and he's talking about how how the heavens rejoice when when that happens so we need we need to understand that that joy also comes with an emotion it's okay to rejoice and to have that emotional response uh you know when we're talking about the joy of the lord the the joy being 
uh, the joy of the Lord being the fruit of the Spirit we're focusing on here. So that sort of sets the precedent that, you know, if, if all of heaven rejoices in that moment, and this, this is the same joy that we were talking about over in Galatians here, we're seeing it again in, in, the, in the book of Luke in, fa- in, in chapter 15. Um, you know, if, if we're talking about that same word, then what's really interesting to note is that there is an emotion that comes with that. We should be happy. We should be excited and passionate. Let's look at John 15, 11, and then 16, 22, and uh, 24. And again, I'm reading from the New American Standard uh, Bible. And so, uh, so John 15, 11 says this, These things I have spoken to you so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be made full. Okay, so we're going to hang on to that one for a second. We're going to look at 16, chapter, uh, John chapter 16, verses 22 uh, and 24. 22 says this, Therefore you too have grief now, but I will see you again, and your heart will rejoice, and no one will take your joy away from you. Jumping down to verse 24, Until now you have asked for nothing in my name. Ask, and you will receive, so that your joy may be made full. So just to give you a little context here, these passages are Jesus giving, you know, his final words to the disciples before he, he has to go and endure the cross and, uh, and is resurrected. Um, so here's what he, he tells them. He exhorts them to receive his joy in these statements so that their joy could be made complete. Now, what that tells me is that I can't have fullness of joy. I can't truly experience joy until I receive the joy that Jesus has and that he wants to give me. So my joy is made complete when I receive his joy. Now, when we think about these these passages we're reading this from, it seems to be a bit backwards considering that he is going to die. Okay, it's it's going to be a very sad time for the disciples for a bit. But but joy Folks, you need to get this. Joy is the result of the resurrection. There was much rejoicing taking place, and there was joy being poured out into the lives of the disciples when they saw that what Jesus said would happen with his resurrection did happen. Okay? The crucifixion, we need to understand this too, the crucifixion brings death and sadness. But when we live a resurrected life, the resurrection brings about joy that makes us complete. It is understanding that, yes, crucifixion, the, you know, the crucifixion of Jesus was a time of sadness and despair on the part of the disciples. There's going to be that element, you know, in our lives where we have to walk through some things where we're crucifying some things in our life. We're putting some things, uh, you know, metaphorically speaking, to death. You know, we're, we're, we're putting those things aside and overcoming them, and it's hard, and it's not an easy time. Sometimes it's sad. Sometimes we can despair because we don't ever think we're going to overcome it or get over it. But when the resurrection happens in our life, when God resurrects our life after we have crucified those things and overcome, that is where joy is released. And we need to understand the principle Jesus lays out here. We can receive his joy when we allow things to be crucified and, and put them aside to receive the resurrection that the Holy Spirit wants to bring about in our life because of the crucifixion of Jesus, because he has made that way for us to have a resurrected life, that we can have access to joy and be made complete in our joy. Our, our, our joy can be made full, as Jesus says, when we receive his joy. So 
so you know what we've really been talking about is is joy kind of as as a verb you know as an action um you know and, and we've looked at it as as the you know response really we've been talking about the response to joy you know that it evokes an emotion out of us uh you know we, we've talked about that aspect of it a little bit let's look at joy as a noun for a moment now remember a noun serves as the subject of a verb so you know if 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 our emotional response uh you know is, is what happens when we have joy then then joy really you know the subject is the subject of our action okay so jesus shared with his disciples that their joy could only be made full by receiving his joy imparted by the holy spirit just as we see here in galatians 5 as the fruits of the spirit okay the subject of our joy is absolutely jesus jesus is the subject of our joy he, he even tells his disciples as we've already said we can't receive the fullness of joy we can't truly experience joy the way we're meant to experience it unless we have jesus in our lives if you don't have jesus in your life i just want to you know, encourage you right now just hit pause and ask jesus to come into your life tell him you repent of your sins that you believe that he went to the cross and that god raised him from the dead to die for your sins and that you you want to accept him into your heart because then you can experience true fullness of joy will you have things that you have to walk through in this life absolutely because jesus told us that but he also said that even though we have to walk through the crucifixions of life that we can receive the resurrection and receive that fullness of joy that that only truly comes from him and have that with us so the subject of our joy the, the 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 verb or the subject you know of the verb joy is jesus in him there is fullness of joy psalm 16:11 says you will make known to me the path of life in your presence is fullness of joy in your right hand their pleasures forever so in his presence is joy and if i if i read my bible and i see that in his presence there is fullness of joy why would i ever want to go through life without his presence if i go through life without his presence that means that i go through life without a complete understanding uh, of joy and a fullness of joy that's where fullness of joy comes from in his presence away from his presence there is no true joy so if jesus is the subject of our joy if he's the source of our joy then our emotions are the verb or actions that respond to that joy so think of it like this you know think about how your actions demonstrate the joy of the lord that you have in your life and i'm just going to ask you a few questions just meditate think about them for a minute how is how is our demeanor each day how is that reflecting the joy of the lord in our lives are we generally happy people I mean, you know, everybody goes through through hard times and hardship and sadness and that sort of thing. That's a that's a normal part of life. But overall, are we generally happy people? Do others see us as joyful or happy? Now, it's not always about how how people perceive us, you know, because that that takes time for people to get to know you. But in general, would people say that you're normally a, a happy person, a joyful person, or would they say otherwise? Are we reflecting the joy of having a personal relationship with Jesus through how we live and respond to our environment each day? So here's what I mean by that. Uh, you know, how do we respond to our environment each day? 
do we do we respond to it with a positive attitude with a joyful attitude or are we responding to it otherwise because that there again all these questions are like a thermometer like i said you know way back in our our first episode where i started shifting into this this time of talking about the fruits of the spirit we need to remember that the fruits of the spirit are our thermometer uh and how our walk with jesus is so, you know, if, if we're, we're not exhibiting joy in some way, and I'm not saying you have to be skipping along happy-go-lucky, rainbows and sunshine all the time, you know, that's, that's absolutely not what I'm saying. But I, what I am saying is, what is your posture? What is your spiritual posture? Are you coming from a place uh, where you have the fullness of joy in your life because you, you are in the presence of the Lord? You are communing with Him. You're having that personal relationship with Him each day. Yes, you're walking through some trials, but you know you're more than a conqueror according to Romans. Romans 8 and that you're you're overcoming that uh, you know because God loves you and because you are getting into his presence and Jesus is pouring out that joy even in the midst of your hardship you know what does it look like for you to walk through things both good and bad are you walking with the fullness of joy in your life or are you walking without it because brother or sister listening to this if you're walking without it Jesus said that in his presence there is fullness of joy and we have access to that so we have to get into his presence so that we can experience that because away from his presence there is no true joy so to sum it up to have real joy is to know Jesus and have a personal relationship with him each day you talk to him through prayer you read his word and, and, and meditate on it and just let it, you know, saturate your, your mind, your heart, and your soul. You worship him. You know, you can use music to do that. You don't even have to have music to do that, but, but we have music as a tool to do that. You can commune with him and just, just sit in his presence and just listen, listen to his voice and, and just be still and, and receive that fullness of joy that he desires to share with you. Jesus is so good, and there is fullness of joy in his presence. So let's just take a moment and let's pray. Jesus, we thank you that you have made your joy accessible to us by your Holy Spirit. Just take a minute and just thank him for that. God, we, we are just so blessed and honored that you give us fullness of joy. It makes us excited. It makes us passionate to serve you. It makes us uh, just happy people. Lord, help each and every one of us to go further and deeper in our personal relationship with you so that we can experience joy and experience it to a greater measure than ever before. Lord, help us. We need your help, Jesus, to, to reflect your joy in our everyday lives and to share that joy with others through our actions. And we thank you for the release of more joy in our lives. And it's in your name, Jesus, that we pray. Amen. Well, folks, thank you so much for joining me in, in our next episode. I'm going to be sharing about the third fruit of the Spirit, and that's peace. If you would like to uh, connect with me more, feel free to email me at prayerandpractice at gmail.com. You can also connect with me on uh, my social media, Facebook or, or Instagram, uh, at prayerandpractice365. You can also find me on my host uh, platform, Anchor FM, at anchor.fm forward slash prayer and practice. If I can help you or your church in any way, please feel free to reach out. would love to have the opportunity to uh, come alongside you in your worship journeys and, and just be a blessing to you. So bless you all as you pray and practice and release your musical gifts into your churches. We'll catch you next time. You've been listening to Prayer and Practice. We hope you've been encouraged by what you've heard today. And remember, worship like you mean it.